An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper, they've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. All right, Chuck Bonimo, Julie Hayden here, True Straight Up, which you really need in times of war. <laughs> yeah. Brought to you by? By AmericasCitizenPress.com, a great conservative website, along with Denver Cynogenics and Dr. Julie McCallan. Yeah, I wanted to bring you the, the truth straight up, which is hard to get to, but at least as we see it about what's going on in Ukraine. You know, we talked last week, and I still think this is really true, that movie Wag the Dog, where they ask him to produce a war. Well, that's what's going on right now. When you produce a war, you need certain elements, and if you look at the elites and the media, you know, across the board, really. Um, I don't think it matters, conservative, not conservative, liberal. I mean, Putin is the evil villain. Um, Zelensky is the heroic hero. Um, and then you have the elements, the ghost fighter. I mean, whether they're true or not, don't have anything to do with anything. It's well, it reminds, make a good story. It reminds me of another movie these days. It was The Mockingbird Jay, in which toward the end, um, the uh, evil um, <clears throat> city ahead uh, invites all the kids and women and children together and then they're all slaughtered by a bomb and and so everybody assumes it must be the evil villain but of course it's not it's the uh, right heroic rebels who slaughtered their own women and children it is hard to know and i let me how do I, I think in any war, propaganda is key, right? And yes, it happens and yes. it's happening right now. And it's important to be aware. But a couple of things I kind of in weeding through, here's when you kind of weed through this, a few things that we wanted to talk about today that I see or we see um, as, as being like the truth straight up. One, Russia, all the experts, when you kind of weed through all of their Putin is evil and Zelensky is the brave hero, is the fact that Russia has far superior military equipment and size. Yes. And that without significant help from the United States and NATO, basically, basically it's, it, it's sort of a States. matter of time. Yeah, basically the United States. Okay, that's truth number one. Truth number two is there is not going to be that significant help. Um, significant help being, you know, a no-fly zone, significant help being actually getting involved militarily. Um, well, or if you do, actual- then, then you're threatening World War III. Well, and I mean, exactly. Now, there's some good reasons for that. I'm not saying that I disagree with the reasons, I think, mm-hmm. but, but they're not going to, and that's becoming increasingly clear. The other truth straight up is that the sanctions don't work. Facebook demonetizing Putin has not deterred him. All of us buying blue and yellow cookies at the bakery Mm -hmm. is not deterred Putin. Um, Meanwhile, he's become BFFs with China. Right. And, and, and India and, and India Iran and South Africa. Exactly. And in the meantime, we're still spending roughly 60 million dollars a day buying oil from him, which gets to why we're not going to help. Number one. And this is a good reason, I think, um, that it would start World War Three. Marco Rubio did a good job. I don't agree with him a lot of stuff, but explaining this no fly zone. He said what that means, guys, is. 24-7 U.S. or NATO, which is U.S. planes flying over Ukrainian airspace, shooting down any Russian plane. Now you have to have a base. And also getting shut down. And getting Exactly. Down. It's like that would that would be bad. Right. And the other thing is, is we saw Blinken saying, oh, wait, we've given the green light. Right to a go ahead and, and start sending planes in through Poland, and then Poland flat out said, Not only no, but hell no. That Poland, I mean, I wrote it down, they said flat out. Let me see if I can find it here. Somewhere Poland said, 
that it won't, quote, it won't send its fighter, it won't send its fighter jets to Ukraine or allow Ukrainian pilots to use Polish airports. Hungary has said no. Romania hasn't said no, I don't think yet, but I don't think, I don't think strategically that's, Romania is very helpful. So in the end, there is not going to be any huge amount of help. And like I said, the sanctions don't seem to be working. Well, the one sanction that would work was to be banned Russian oil, not from the United States so much, because that's only 10% of our imports and about, but it's, it's an enormous amount, 60% of the energy if oil and gas of Europe. So they're not about to do it. And the socialist prime minister uh, of, of Germany said, no, we're not going to cut off. So Russia holds the cards, right? So the West. But Blinken, who, who, who is a blithering idiot, said, yeah, U.S. would consider um, uh, banning, U- uh, banning Russian oil, which would sh- send the markets up to over 130 bucks a barrel and until the announcement of Germany. Um, it stayed there and then it dropped down to about 120. Yeah, and gas now up over $4 a barrel. That's a whole different thing. But so the bottom line, though, the, the truth is when you sort it all out, and even CNN, kind of when you read through everything, sort of says, yeah, in spite of the horrible, evil Russians and their confusion and Putin being stalled and Ukrainians fighting back, actually, Ukraine is going to lose. And no, we're not going to go in and help them. And Zelensky can hold all those wonderful news conferences with the interpreter bursts into tears because it's so meaningful, but we're still not going to apparently. And, ho- and I think this is good, by the way. Personally, I think we should not do any more to get involved. We, Ukraine, I'm sorry, but it's not worth World War III to the United States um, or France or Germany. So they're just not going to do it. And they're not going to cut off their own energy supplies. Well, you're too. allowed two stories on Fox News today other than Tucker Carlson's show. One is uh, Russians are doing awful. Uh, they're, they're, they've got planes shot down, they have casualties, they're captured. Um, and you can read those stories. And then on the other side, all you read about are civilian casualties. Nothing but civilian casualties. You never see any, any military casualties on the Ukrainian side, yeah. just civilian casualties. And they play those up uh, endlessly, never-endingly. I just listened to a I- congresswoman. A uh, Republican customer from New York thinks you can't take it much longer. And I said, "Well, did you? What's what you going to do? Is she uh, going to? Is she going to go over there? Here? I mean, what the? Well, f- was she crying to death uh, about all the Afghans who have died no. in the last, uh, or or the Iraqis, or how about the eight families that that uh, we decided to slaughter? Um, not intentionally; it just didn't do a whole War lot of homework. Ugly. Right. And and the U.S. Uh, military said, "Well, no, that's fine because he didn't." They didn't know he wasn't a terrorist, and they sort of thought, so killing him is okay. Well, the Russians aren't interested in killing civilians in, in, in uh, Ukraine. They are interested in killing uh, military. the military age one, which is now all males from 18 to 60. Um, and they also don't explain to you that the Ukrainian army is not sitting out there fighting the Russians. They are, they've retreated to the cities um, as you would too, if you're about right. to get annihilated, and they want to they want to do a Stalingrad or Getzny or Aleppo type of fighting in the streets, uh, which is bloody well, and, again, and it's awful. But yeah, the reality is coming up against the media narrative, you know. So creating a cool hashtag and, like I said, buying blue and yellow cookies does not actually win a war. So I don't know. May, I don't know what Putin's strategy is. I don't know if it's stalled or not stalled. But I'm beginning to think that no, what Putin is doing, and this is why the humanitarian corridors. You're hearing a lot about those lately, right? Those are hugely important as a military strategy for both sides for opposite reasons. Um, If you want to get some sense of the truth 
Um, at least what I think is the truth. There's a Twitter site. They have a podcast, but it's a Twitter uh, site, not a Twitter site, but a Twitter Twitter person, persons, Russians with attitudes. If you go on Twitter and you search Russians with attitude, they do, I think, a really good job of saying both sides. I think they're Russian, but they do both sides. And they've explained going back and forth. So we've heard a lot about, you know, the Ukrainians say the Russians are bombing the uh, civilian humanitarian corridors. Well, the Russians say, no, it's the Ukrainians that are doing it. The Ukrainians say, you know, the Russians say, look, we're, we want these humanitarian corridors. The Ukrainians say, well, we won't agree to your terms. Here's what's going on there. And we're going to play a McGregor soundbite on this. What Colonel McGregor on Fox News says, which makes sense to me, is that what Russia wants to do is get the civilians out. Russia wants humanitarian corridors because what happened is exactly what you've said. The military, and it's not just the Ukrainians, it happens all over the world in wars like this. The military has retreated into the civilian areas. So now they're surrounded by civilians. When our enemies do that, we we accuse them of having human shields. Right. When Um, we do that. Then it's it's just heroic resistance. Right. Well, exactly. And so that's what's happened. So I tend to believe the Russians more on that, because if you're Russia, you want to get those civilians out as soon as possible. As I understand it, according to the Russians with attitude, Russia has now gone over Zelensky's head and is negotiating directly with, I think, Macron in France and Europe to get these corridors set up. Well, yeah, Macron, and they should get French in there to to see who's violating the ones. But just just on Occam's ways, who's likely to tell the truth? And the Russians would happy to lie to you. Um, They often do. But here it appears that the Ukrainians have more benefit from not having the civilians get out, certainly the women and children who make much better photo ops when you want to have an atrocity story. Right, right. And so, and then McGregor explains this to this incredulous idiot, Stuart Varney on Fox News, who's like, but it is the evil Putin, and it is the the heroic and I'm about to eat my blue and yellow cookie, and my God, Facebook has demonetized them, and Twitter has too, and they aren't even showing Netflix in Russia anymore, so how long can this last? But if we could play the McGregor, the Ukraine bite number one, please, Thomas. supply. What you're seeing is that the Russians have now driven what is left of the Ukrainian forces who are taking refuge in uh, population centers, cities, because they have no mobility, no air defense, no air cover, no logistical infrastructure. They are now mingling with the population, much as we've seen in the Middle East. Whenever we drove the uh, Islamists out of business, they ran into cities, used people as shields, the civilian population, and tried to avoid being annihilated. And I think that's essentially what's happening today with uh, the population being used by the Ukrainian forces to avoid destruction. Now, that does not fit the narrative. My God, that's no. Let's go with some of these things. Um, We should sanction, if this is from Leo, we should sanction all the call centers in India. Especially for those of the Denver Post. Yeah, Sandra, all the Biden administration are idiots. Exactly. Um, Jacob, maybe the United States should sit down with Fiona Hill and Hunter's laptop in the FBI and find out what dirt the Russians have on the Bidens. Exactly. Um, This from Stephen. Sandra, an organization is a reflection of its leadership or lack thereof. 
Jacob Glenn Beck said the Biden crime family gets three plus million from Ukraine, about the same from Russia. Well, and now the Clintons are back in the act, right? The Clintons. Oh, yeah. This is a good time. Yeah, the Clinton Global Initiative is back up for business. What what I do find encouraging, though, is that in spite of some of the ineptness and the stupid comments by Blinken, so far, the Biden administration and the rest of the the Western world, I think because of the the energy sort of stranglehold he has, are resisting this media narrative to, I mean, clearly they have no idea what this even means and nor do they care. If you're, if, right. I mean, if you're, you know, Stuart Varney on Fox or, I mean, I have enough to say Maria Bartiromo, who I like, yep. but yep. I mean, all of yep. them have gone all in and it's like, do you realize what you're talking about? You're talking about war. You're talking about destroying potentially the globe. I mean, did you guys not watch the Terminator for God's sakes for Ukraine? Um, and- well, but, but the, the, and they'd respond to you. Yeah. But, but you're not part of this media organization. No. And and if I went and, and tried to be a little more balanced and everything else, I'd be eaten alive. So I have to be Stuart Varney and kind of going, okay, right. I've got I've got the script. The script is is bad, bad Russians, and, and that's easy enough because they are bad many times. The the wonderful Ukrainians, which is a little a bit of a stretch, but what the heck. Um, and that war is good. And that we, we gotta get more sanctions, uh, no more Russian oil. Uh, we must beggar ourselves um, in, in order to, I'm not sure what, but well, for a great new world. For, yeah, well, yeah, I, I, for the, again, the and cause of blue cookie, blue and yellow cookies, the world. And then over. we have bipartisanship, which is the greatest word for sucker punching Republicans. So two Republicans, two Democrats on some worthless committee in the Senate got together and said, we want to demand that the U.S. get rid of uh, Russian oil. And you think, well, if you're halfway smart and you're not, um, you would kind of go, and, and you must open, it. Yeah. and you must open the Keystone Pipeline. I know well, the Democrats will never agree to that because that's you know their bipartisanship only goes one direction. It's a one directional hour, hour arrow, kind of like time. And this is from Peg Cage. She's quoting Hillary Clinton. We were even up against phony environmental groups. And I'm a big environmentalist, but they were funded by Russia. Oh, yeah. um, this one, Peg, the uh, t- the Colorado GOP calls on environmental groups to divest and donate any Russian contributions. Well, that's good. I think that's a good idea, Peg, stupid as it is, because those are mostly Democrat things anyway. So I think that's hammer the Democrats with their own with their own sword, hoist them on their own petard, so to speak, and say, right. that's right. All of you Democrats, you need to divest yourself because that again, we'll show Putin because Putin's yeah. going to go, what? 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 Not only has Facebook demonetized this, not only is Netflix not showing, but at least, thank God, we've still got Coca-Cola standing strong <laughs> there with you us. Go. I mean, give me a break, stupid media people. It's mm-hmm. like, like this is a war. It's like a real war. It's not wag well, the not, dog. It's, it, well, it is wag the dog. That's why well, wag the dog no longer comes across as a parody. I mean, uh, I watch it as a parody. And when we watched it again, I went, that's not a parody. Right. That's actually how it Well, but I mean, here there's actual real fighting. There they made up. Well, they would fighting. have slaughtered a few just if they could have gotten it done. Right. Um, but and, and then so there's another thing, too. So I, so I guess my bottom line is, is from what I can tell the truth to be, um, number one is everything the media is telling you just take with a grain of salt. I mean, it's all propaganda. Doesn't necessarily mean it's not. Uh, there's some not some elements of truth to it, but it's all propaganda. Um, the other thing is, is 
I think, you know, hopefully the United States and NATO will stand strong on this and not give into the media narrative, short of some sort of significant U.S. involvement. And I mean, like boots on the ground, planes flying over, well, bombing uh, Russia. Trump Ukraine said that, is going to lose. Trump, Trump said, you know, NATO is a paper tagger. Right. It, it is totally dependent upon U.S. who's been spending all the money and it's it's they've been spending very little. Um, and so it's the United States. And if you want to get into, you know, destruction and, and heck, that'd be worth worth, you know, if, if, if that helped Biden's poll numbers. I mean, the Democrats well, would be all for it. Yeah, we were t- I, Wayne Allen Rood had a great comment. We'll get to this because I want to talk about the whole oil situation. But he said Ukraine is the Democrats WMD, only not yeah. weapons of mass destruction, weapon of mass distraction. And that's what they're hoping. And well, they're blaming all the economic woes, on uh, which on Putin and the war and which all of which existed well before the war and and are just Oh, it's, it's, you know, we all must sacrifice. Right. Uh, come on. You know, you don't, you just want a little more. You can, you can drive a little less to save well, the wonderful Ukrainian people. And the other thing is, too, is if you aren't telling the narrative, the media doesn't want to have anything to do with you. Listen no. to this. Listen to this again, where it's the Stuart Varney interview with McGregor, where McGregor is like, well, it's like, I know the brave, heroic Ukrainians are wonderful and we love them, but they are actually using civilians as human shields. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, you, um, Russia has said, look, we'll do the ceasefire if you would agree to this, this and this. And Russia and Ukraine says never. And can we have some more fighter jets and and Blinken says, of course you can. Mm-hmm. We'll send him through Poland. And then Poland says, no, I won't. <laughs> um, it's insane. But if we could play, just listen to this and listen to the tone in the Fox anchor's voice. Thomas, if we could play Ukraine number two, please. Oh, it sounds like you don't approve of Zelensky's stand. Oh, I think Zelensky is a puppet uh, and he is putting huge numbers of his own population at unnecessary risk. And uh, quite frankly, most of what comes out of Ukraine is debunked as lies within 24 to 48 hours. The notions of taking and retaking airfields, all of this is nonsense. It hasn't happened. He's not a a hero when he's standing up for himself and his own people. You don't think he's a hero? No, I, I do not. I don't see anything heroic about the man. And I think the most heroic thing that he can do right now is to come to terms with reality neutralize Ukraine. This is not a bad thing. A neutral Ukraine would be good for us as well as for Russia. It would create the buffer that, frankly, both sides want. But he's, I think, being told to hang on and and try to drag this out, which is tragic for the people that have to live through this. I'm inclined to disagree with you, Colonel, but, um, you know, see how this works out. Yeah, we'll see how this works out. Yeah, you will never be on my show again. Yeah, I mean, just Fox. listen to this. So here's this guy. He's a freaking anchor. He knows zero, zero, right? He is so bought into the narrative. He's If you didn't see the video, he's looking incredulously and frowning as, as McGregor says, uh, no, he's not a hero. He, he's going to lose, you know? He's a puppet. And, he's, and a puppet. Now, here's my question, though, and they didn't get into this. A puppet of whom? Uh, Hillary Clinton. No, the, the moneyed interest, the globalists, in, the moneyed interest in, in Ukraine that, that uh, the huge money. It, it's like Afghanistan, where it just the money would flow all the way through. A lot of it provided by the U.S. and 
And so a lot of these oligarchs and everyone else who are on the Ukrainian side um, do not want a neutral Russia, a neutral Ukraine. They want to have the U.S. giving lots of money yeah. that swashes around and, and they get the Zinsky. I think that's who he's referring to. When he's saying, <laughs> okay. He's well, on this from comments and this, Leo, this is exactly right. The U.S. worrying about Ukraine is like me worrying about the homeless in Venice Beach, um, <laughs> you know, and from Charlene, yet it's another scary thing when the cabal is worried. Um, and from Charlene, the West will stop, will stage false flags and use the Ukrainian people over and over over. They will. And again, now I want to switch a little bit into the the weapon of mass distraction. Um, I believe the Biden administration just kind of runs from crisis to crisis. And this came up and they're like, like you said, Democrats never lose and are, you know, let an opportunity go to take advantage of a crisis. So they said, number one, we can use this to distract from the bad poll numbers. I mean, notice how much do you hear about COVID anymore, right? People hated Biden over COVID. It's like, what COVID? COVID. COVID, what COVID? It hasn't disappeared. Yeah, exactly. It hasn't disappeared from the headlines. It's disappeared altogether, right? I saw there was this little blurb. um, Some of the media is still trying to, because I'm sure some reporters had the COVID beat and they're trying to hang on to that because they don't want to go to Ukraine. I mean, it's a lot easier covering the COVID beat from your home office because it's too dangerous out there. Well, yeah, that's true. But, but, uh, you know, I mean, they were saying the the global deaths from COVID blah 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 whatever it was and and it was like this little blurb and it was down under a car ad or something you know no one even cares so that's gone and well, I, I was out at a bank just a little while ago and had a big sign out there you may not enter here without a mask and i didn't bring my mask because i haven't been anywhere so i went in and yes all the tellers and everybody else said yes none of the people coming right. in did except one karen who was right who was just I, and i think a lot of the businesses are like you know we're just what we're going to do is we're not going to take the signs down and if people want to wear a mask, great. If they don't, don't. Cause they're like, whatever. But, and then Walensky said what that they saw on CNN, that the vaccine was 95% effective. So let's wait. So the CDC is basing information and decisions on CNN. That's crazy. But the other thing though, that I think is bad and it's not working. And this also gives me hope is the Biden administration, I think, hoped that they could blame rising prices. I mean, inflation, grocery prices are up, heating all our heating bill is almost double. Right. And it was a fairly mild. I mean, February was awful, but but it hasn't been that horrid of a winter, all things considered. Um, the gas prices, um, over $4, the national average over $4 mm-hmm. a barrel. We've had people on from California saying it's over $6 a barrel, Five. $5, $5 a barrel or a gallon, rather a, a gallon. Although barrel prices at 130, remember under Trump, 122 right now, went back there. We were doing stories about how it was screwing the economy because it was at zero. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I think they hoped that that would distract people. But I think I, it has. I think, I think well, it's look, but there was a Rasmussen poll. Listen to this. So according to Rasmussen, I think the American people aren't buying it. At least they're seeing through. It's kind of like, again, my whole thing, the left and the elites and the globalists, they just live in this virtual world. And they think that reality is whatever you tell them. I used to date a guy like that and it didn't end well. But anyway, because it's like, well, but who is that woman? <laughs> you know, my sister. It's like, no, you don't have sisters. But anyway, anyway. Um, you know, when you can actually see, just like with COVID, when you when they tell you the vaccines are safe and effective, and then you get the vaccine and you get COVID anyway, you're like, well, they're not that safe and effective. When they come up against reality, the left has a hard time. And they double down, they get mean, they tweet, they shame you. Well, they're pretty good. I mean, they're, they're good, good. Yeah. but 
but still it comes back to bite them. So I think this is interesting. According to Rasmussen, 70% of the people surveyed, and this is just a recent poll, says the U.S. needs to increase oil and gas production to reduce dependence on foreign oil. Even the Democrats said that, 55% to 27%. And this is, I wonder what's going to happen with the Biden administration, Chuck, when asked how important our energy price is going to be to who you vote for in the midterm elections, 60% said very uh, important, very important. 28% said somewhat important. So essentially that's 88%. So that means nine out of 10 Americans of both parties said when they were asked how important are energy prices in determining who you vote for, said it was important. So you well, got to sure, wonder- but if you're a Democrat, yeah, but, but who do we blame? We blame Putin. And Putin is the one because he invaded Ukraine, sent up the prices, and Putin is just another word for Trump. And therefore, it's Trump's fault. I mean, that's right, they but- cannot go back. On the Green no, they deal. can't. They but never no, will. they okay. But here's the thing, though. What I'm saying, though, is, and part I think is the Biden administration has made such a big deal about cutting oil and cutting production, so people are aware of it. But I think this is 70 percent of the people said the U.S. needs to increase its oil and gas production to reduce dependence on foreign oil. Well, which, just, well let me just finish. Which implies that people are aware that we have resources we're not using. Well, just tell them we're increasing it. They oh, won't I'm know. Sure. I mean, they're not monitoring the oil field. Just tell them we are. There was a pretty funny thing. It's Said it was a tweet. A Babylon B said that um, Biden wants to sell Alaska back to the Russians yeah. so we can start drilling there again. Yeah. So it's like so. Wait. So let's get this straight. So we're sanctioning Russia. We're at war with Russia. They're horrible, horrible, horrible. We're still pe- buying oil from them. Europe is still getting almost. Uh, there's no sixty percent. Sixty percent. They don't have any other alternative. But in the meantime, we asked Saudi Arabia. They said no. Um, they were apparently asking Venezuela. Now wasn't Venezuela? Like, you know, not maybe quite as good as China, but isn't Venezuela it like friends with Russia? Well, they're not. Well, sure. sure. I mean, they're but, socialist, but, right? But, yeah, well, yeah, they're socialist. But then again, Russia is not socialist. They're more friends with China than they are Russia. These but days. is it a good idea for us to defend? OK, so we're, we don't want to depend on Russia. So we're going to depend on Venezuela. There you go. There we'll you solve go. the problem. I mean, we'll, we'll solve the problem. We'll, <laughs> we'll get the Maduro government so it can hang on. And torture its people for a little longer. Well, you know, better them than us. This is from Stephen. Um, hey, Charlene, Biden will never open the Keystone Pipeline because of the Green New Deal. They want gasoline and oil prices to go through the roof to get the renewable energy scam passed. Um, and this from Sandra Peppermint Patty, that's <laughs> Jen Saki, says, even, even if we open up Keystone, we couldn't use it. Always making excuses. No, she um, said that it's coming through another way. It's coming through another, another way. way. Like, what way is that? <laughs> well, <laughs> and here's the thing. So fortunately, fortunately, Chuck, Pete Buttigieg and Kamala Harris today addressed this very issue. Oh, my gosh. And you'll be glad to know that, trust. That, that Pete Buttigieg says, hey, look, electric vehicles, just go buy yourself one. Thomas, if we could play the Buttigieg soundbite, please. Oh, this is great. Yeah. Bring significant cost savings for the American people as well. Last month, we announced a $5 billion investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging network so that people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV. Now, what, number one, what do EVs cost? 55000 plus. Uh-huh. I mean, Rev wants a Tesla, so he keeps up on that. Here, and here's the other well, thing. Well, but, but also... Where does electricity come well, from? Well, that's going to be my next point. I too. mean, I mean, you, you can produce electricity 
through hydroelectric, you can produce it, but it does not come from nowhere. Electric. <laughs> yeah. So you can plug your, that's what I was going to say too. So you plug your electric car in. Well, number one, let's go back to the batteries that make electric cars are from non-renewable resources, minerals, right? Um, like lithium, I think. Um, so that we got to mine that and we don't have that. So we have to go some other country and mine that. And then like you said, so you can plug your car in, but what's powering the thing that you're plugging your car into yeah. probably natural gas, I would probably. imagine, or coal or whatever. Or oil. But it's probably not solar. No. <laughs> it's probably not solar. Wind, it's not wind. a windmill. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not a windmill. We don't but as long as you don't put gas in there, if the gas comes in earlier, the fossil fuels well, comes in earlier in the process, you feel better. And, and here's the thing. The other thing is, is why is burning Venezuelan oil somehow cleaner than burning American oil? Right. I mean, it's like if the whole point is a Green New Deal and we got to cut down on pollution, why does somehow the oil and gas that we get from Venezuela is, is much better well, than whatever? It, you just have to be a little more sophisticated in your analysis. We understand that. OK, um, it's, it's you feel better. You feel better when it's socialist oil. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I'm sure they have a lot more protections. I mean, you know, Colorado has all the oil and gas regulations. I bet they have just those same kind Adams of things. Adams County stopped all drilling. We are all good. good right. Good, right. Good job. Exactly. Exactly. Um, this is from Stephen. I read the charging interface for EV vehicles has not been standardized. Minerals for lithium in iron batteries are mostly in Afghanistan. Batteries and solar panels are made in China. Oh, Perfect. that's great. That's Perfect. great. Now, so now we can rely on Russia for our oil, China for our solar cars. Afghanistan, Afghanistan. for the lithium. You know, and so I go back to, and, and I think one of the, Stephen or somebody there said, you know, Biden, they're never going to give up the Green New Deal. No. What do you think? So you don't think the midterm, that's my question. Will the fact that all these people care about energy prices um, and will take away the whole fact about how the elections are run, but you don't think that that kind of survey as gas prices continue to go up, which I don't see them coming down anytime soon, might Biden say, okay, we're going to produce more of our no. own oil and gas? Do you no. think he's just going to say no? Well, he might say we are and then say, but we're not. Um, but it's it's more, it's, it's, it's off-ramping it, saying, well, the Republicans agreed to get rid of the Russian oil. So, you know, we're all in this together. Um, it's just how to allocate the blame. Because the one group that is not going to take any BS are those wonderful environmentalists. The billionaire. And, and, and the AOC and, and all the rest of them, Bill Gates. They're not going to take any line. No, they'll know if Biden is retreating on his promise to save the world from the extinction of global warming. <laughs> well, and here's where, again, I think reality is coming up against what the Democrats like, just like COVID, their narrative. In reality, if we don't have gas to power our cars. People still need to drive. People still need to no, drive to don't. the grocery store. People, no, I mean, Buttigieg says we can all go get EVs. Well, we can't, actually. Well, that sounds I, you know, great. Did but... you have to go to the, you know, we, we cut down all your travel through our COVID restrictions, Jen. You know, just think of it in the same way. Just stay in your house, don't move, right. and, and be terrified. And stay in your and, urban and, dense corridor. Yeah. I, I, but, but the trouble is, is they, they are trying to make, which is why Germany and Europe is not, they're not cutting off Russia, right? Because it's like, that's great to say, oh, we're all green and we've closed our power plants and we've closed our nuclear plants and we've closed all of our stuff. Uh, but now we're buying it from Russia. And if Russia says, well, we turn it off, they don't have anything else. No, I mean, please, that's yeah. the reality. Maybe right? they can make it this summer. I mean, they, 
you, you may be hot in Germany. In but how are you going to make your you latte know. and stuff like that? How are you well, going to chill your wine? I mean, yeah. Chardonnay. Yeah. So I think that's the problem they've run into is they have this plan. They have this great narrative and this great idea where we all. But in the meantime, though, we're all standing there pumping gas in our car because we have to get to work. We have to get to school. Well, we have we to know. do. We should just, that's, that's why well, I keep on telling you, you know, forget this transporting to work and all that. Go. We, we're, we're all working from home these days anyway. We can keep that up. This is just a matter of tough times. We must come together for, for like, the greater but, good. But then there's that whole whole heating thing, right? Oh, and and electricity you know, and water, are, oh, making yeah, dinner, well, minor deals like that. It's like so yeah, that they, well, they we, we got we got to cut our dependence on on water. We yeah, just don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to cut your dependence on food, <laughs> yeah. you stupid, you know, progressive, stupid conservatives. I mean, that's a problem I think they've run up against, though, is that they thought, aha, this will help us push the Green New Deal. And instead, people are mad. People are like, wait a minute. I don't there's nothing people else I can put sheep. in my car. They, they well, can just get look at I don't know. I don't know. I think you're right. I don't think they're going to give up, but I think they're going to they're going to pay for it. Maybe. I mean, everybody I, thought, you know, six months before Donald Trump, uh, was going along great. And then we came up with COVID and then we yeah. got the result we wanted. So we can do the same here. Don't, don't, don't panic out there. Well, everybody. that's what I kind of do think, like I said at the very beginning, one thing the Biden administration does, I think is, has no plan, right? They just kind of like a pinball machine, right? They careen from one thing and they bounce over here and they're like, oh, and I'm well, gonna no, but, but you see, but you don't quite understand. One of these days they'll hit a bell. I mean, I mean, they've been bouncing uh... that up and down and around. And then, but once they hit the bell, then all the Republicans will surrender and it'll be great. They'll go, oh, okay, you're right. We've got to be more bipartisan and help you guys out. So they're just keep on searching, searching. They found the golden golden ring of COVID and they're going to find another, another one trend. for the midterms. Well, and I think, and then you look at what the economy is going to do. And um, it seems like really bad. This from, well, from Jacob, as- the more gas prices go up, the less you have to spend on essentials and those providing the essentials lose their jobs and so on and so on and so on. You know, and-, and um, Jacob, that's what the vice president said. Elections have consequences and we got what we voted for. Not we don't conclude us in there. We, well, and we didn't actually, Jacob, I would submit, we can maybe talk about this a little bit. We voted, we did not get what we voted for. And that's part of the problem. I think is that the, that again, the Democrats know their, their policies are such losers um, that they go to plan B. Although, did you see, so we're talking about the election. Now we talked about this. Mark Elias, one of the uh, master masterminds, of, masterminds of some of the Democrats. at least used to be right. Sort of the Russia whole hoax. Um, one of his big things, and that's why they're pushing the January sixth thing, the insurrection, so that they can use that as a constitutional argument. Anybody they don't like, read conservative for that, and particularly in America First conservative, um, that they are insurrectionists. And even if they weren't even there or didn't even do anything, they just are by nature of because. Some idiotic judge shot that down the other day for for Carthorne. Uh, Well, it wasn't an idiot. That was good. The judge said that they couldn't use it. We're going the other way. We're we're, we're going full heel. We're going like Peter. So the idiot judge said that uh, Carthon could run, um, but ignoring, ignoring the 14th Amendment, the instruction clause. 
not going to work. So, so let me back up and explain if you don't know what we're talking about. So what that, what, what Mark Elias and the Democrat strategy is to go ahead and file lawsuits saying that, that Republicans cannot run for office basically because of January 6th, because they're insurrectionists, therefore they can't hold no, office. The 14th Amendment, which was adopted after the Civil War, said that insurrectionists could not run for office. Right. And so they're insurrectionists. Just it's call so now. There's no proof. I mean, they just call them an insurrection. That's it right. It's matter. a label. It but fortunately, so they tried that. They actually filed a suit yeah, against North Carolina. In North Carolina yeah. But the judge um, threw that away. The judge said no. The judge said no. So um, good try. Good. Well, that that won't be their last try. No. Um, you know they're going to do it. And again, what it did is. It, it raised the issue. It made Cawthorn have to spend time and money, yeah, a lot of time um, and money. you know, fighting that. Right. And that's part of their thing. If that, you know, thousand paper cuts, it's like they have a thousand strategies out right. there yeah. and they're going to have to come up with more because people are still going to be like, Oh, I'm sorry. Gas is at $7 now. I mean, it's, I don't see it. There's no, nothing in the future to make it come down. Do you? Well, we'll just, yes. we'll just, you know, they can figure out something. I mean, Mark Elias will, will just, uh, change the dollar well, well we'll have a price adjustment so it'll really be three dollars even though that's equivalent to seven they'll figure out something right. they're not they're right now working at it yeah um, as, we as, speak. as we speak so be tricky vigilant. yeah you got to be vigilant well here's another thing out of all of this i think that is alarming um and that is the whole nature of woke corporations anymore i also think there is something much more evil afoot there than just virtue signaling right um, and we saw that with the Canadian trucker convoy, yeah. when all of a sudden go fund me, right? Now it's one thing to be woke and to support Black Lives Matter. It's another thing to say, we are going to take the money that people donated and keep it because we don't agree with the cause. I mean, that's, to, we'll that's give it out huge. To charities then, and so then they, then in Canada, they said, okay, fine. We, they got other charities and the banks said, we won't work with you, right? So you had banks basically, and the banks are going to freeze yeah. the truckers' assets, yeah. things like that. That is, and now you see Visa and MasterCard saying we won't do business in Russia. Okay, that's great, I guess, for right now, because we all hate Putin and we love Zelensky. Um, and, you know, so yay for the woke corporations. But that is alarming to see the corporations and the government using because I think there's using going on there, using private companies to do stuff like that. When you've got private companies suddenly, and Mike Lindell has thought about that, right? He's had to find alternate sources of banking because, you know, Wells Fargo, is it Wells Which Fargo? Is, yes. Won't let him bank there. That's I'm a, not sure it's Wells Fargo. Okay, so I take that back if it's not Wells Fargo. Um, but but whatever banking it, he was right, using, they right. wouldn't use. That to me is really concerning well, because that's, you that's have the, the monsters. That's the essence of fascism, get the government right. to get companies let them be private companies but tell them what to do and then you kind of go well it's not the government it's a private corporation and i um, would go back to my whole premise is it's not really the government telling the corporations what to do anymore it's the corporations telling the government what to do and the well, working together to working make together. it better for everyone but i think that what they do is once again just kind of like covid right two weeks to flatten the curve two years later it's still controversial we're still wearing masks on airplanes and everybody had covid anyway um i think that they did it initially it's like well hey we support black lives matter um we support you know this we support that it's slowly but surely it's kind of like you know the lobster in the pot of boiling water you turn or the frog whatever you know you turn it up and all of a sudden it's boiling and you haven't realized it i think we've had these woke 
corporations doing it under the sense of wokeness, but what they're really trying to do, and we've seen it with the big tech companies, right? Mm. YouTube, Facebook, Google, the searches and the way they control and censor information. This is even stronger than that. This is them working to control your finances. Well, the funniest one was when the Russians cut off Facebook. They were shot. How dare you (laughs) censor us? People (laughs) won't get their information they need. Right. You can't censor us. You're the government. Right. Well, and Charlene, this is true. We used to keep money in banks because they gave us interest. Now they charge us a monthly a monthly fee to keep our right. money there, and we do it. That's absolutely true, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, oh, and then Charlene, let's go Tina Peters. It's yeah. Steve from Stephen Soylent Green is people. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you're going to be banned from that. Um, but I think that's alarming, and that is something to keep an eye on. I think the whole Bitcoin thing, which I don't understand, I suspect – in the next few years, we're all going to have to learn a little bit more about Bitcoin yeah, yeah. than well, we probably. Well, and, and I'm sure the fascists are working to control that. Well, they are. Yeah. I mean, they're all, they're working hard to control it. The problem is, is they can't. You know where they can control it, though? And I saw this and I found this is, again, you guys, I know you think, Julie, you're a crazy conspiracy theory. But the Colorado Sun, which is a pretty lefty organization, right, um, funded, literally funded by lefty organizations. It's not just their. Catherine uh, Murdoch through another corporation. Right. Called so they did a big story. on I want to say it's in Moffat County. So the, uh, uh, what essentially is. Um, it's kind of funny when you read it. It was actually a pretty interesting read. So to do the Bitcoin, and I understand very little about it, but they have to mine Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. In order to mine it, what you mine is you have to have massive, essentially, server, computer server farms. Huge, huge, right? Like acres and acres and acres and acres, right? And so some company is putting in, and you know the oil crisis is hurting them too, by the way, uh, because they have to obviously use electricity to these. And that, like one little Bitcoin farm, this is a exaggeration, but like uses more energy in one day than the entire city does in a year. I mean, it uses enormous amounts. So they're building all of these solar panels. I think it's in Moffat County. And they're like, what the heck is going on out there? And the county commissioners are like, we don't know. They just asked for the zoning and we said, okay. So number one, I don't believe that. And they gave us a lot of Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. And they gave us, but I think, watch this. Cause I think Right now, I think what the governments are trying to do and the globalists are trying to use Bitcoin and work with Bitcoin, right? right? right. Um, If they can't do that, they'll start cracking down on zoning. They will make it impossible for the Bitcoin people to have the kind of um, zoning that they need to work with that. So, I mean, it never ends, I think. No, it never never does. Fight for freedom never ends. That's right. All right. Oh, did you mind? Okay. So somebody, you know, Charlene had mentioned... um, um, from Charlene, Bitcoin forerunner to centralized digital currency. Yeah, I don't know. I got to admit, you know, I don't totally understand the whole Bitcoin thing. I mean, I kind of do. But then this on, on um, Tina Peters, and we can talk about this a little bit, Pam Anderson. Sandra is saying to Charlene, Pam Anderson snide remark regarding Tina Peters and getting the Colorado Secretary of State. What was the difference? Oh, was that she was never arrested? That's pretty snide, Pam Anderson, since Tina Peters' arrest was totally bogus and completely political. Um, but Tina she did Peter, work for CT, whoever that is, with the Zuckerberg organization. They bribed all the... That's uh, what Pam Anderson ones. works for. Yeah. 
Right. She so, did, yeah. so the secretary and Tina Peters, there was a thing in the Gateway Pundit today, um, filed a report challenging the Dominion machines. Yes, you won't yes. see that anywhere. But Tina Peters is putting up the continues to put up the good fight. Yeah, we love and it. again, keep in mind, those secretary of state local offices are crucial to the Democrats plan. They need people like Jenna Griswold to, to, yeah, to do that. Well, and why don't you explain some of the stuff coming out of Wisconsin? I mean, you've well, been saying forever, they're taking advantage of people in nursing homes. And I've seen people like Peter roll their eyes. Yeah, and right, stuff. right, right. So, well, well, they they took a senior retired uh, Supreme Court justice from Wisconsin, a state Supreme Court, and they had him as the special investigator, special. And he, he looked at it and he said, yes. I mean, the Wisconsin this, election. Yeah, this. All this money that was put in by Zuckerberg for five counties to massive increase Democratic voting was a form of bribery. Um, and then, that, and of course, he takes it to the Democratic prosecutor says, no, we can't do that because I don't have jurisdiction. They say, well, what about all the women who did it? Well, if, you know, if we can't do the the big guys, we can't do the little guys. Yeah. And, and, and it's just incredible. Declined to prosecute. So 92,000 uh, people lived in such homes. How many ended up being nursing homes you're talking about Uh okay uh 92,000 yeah in the whole state okay Um, you know old age homes nursing i gotcha um assisted living okay um and and so he said yeah if those five counties it was an enormous you had 100 percent people voting sometimes over 100 percent of people voting people didn't you know and they have well, and the sh- they have sheriffs invested in that too, right? Sheriffs right. saying because they had affidavits from people who said, "Hey, my relative is not capable of casting a vote, and yet I see that my relative voted and was assisted by somebody here." And so, in and the then, nursing the homes, they had a hundred percent, a hundred percent turnout in nursing homes where a significant percentage of the people aren't even physically capable. He found the Wisconsin election commissions utterly corrupt, and he he recommends to be dissolved. They changed all the rules in violation of the state statutes, allowed individuals to go instead of one from each party and all that. Yeah, you don't need to do that. Um, and then he took Zuckerberg people uh, who were just partisan Democrats and sent them out there and got 100 percent of the vote. And I've been talking about that for months and months and months and months and months because um, we had people call our show and say here in Colorado, they did the same thing. Right. Um, so when, well, when Peter were- tells you, well, there's no proof. There's just, I've, I've looked at it all. You're going to, well, you haven't looked hard enough. No, um, all the people and, you know, we're going to do and we're working on it because there's a lot of definitive show on, you know, what to say when people, you know, when you talk about election fraud, rigged elections, elections bought, whatever you want to call it, when they said that's debunked, all the things you can say that are not debunked. But here you had and the special prosecutor, as I understand it, the special investigator was not theoretically biased. Right. This was just or was it or do we know? Well, I'm sure he had biases. But- OK. God bless you. Um, um, you know, he seemed to have tried to, as hard as he could to be an objective one, at least from what I can tell. Well, and I think there's no way, again, go back to that new, was it the, the Times Magazine article that talked about the cabal, yeah. right? They were bragging about, they were combining and putting businesses together to work to actually have a massive influence on the election and to fund, which is exactly what the Mark Zuckerberg people did. They poured millions of dollars into key Democrat precincts, set up drop boxes, even though some of that was illegal. But All because right. of COVID, they said, well, we don't care about that. They had people well, harvest they had ballots. They, they'd pay the county, uh, all Democrats, 
for get out the vote people, which were Zuckerberg people, independent people, but now had a government office to go out and get the vote. And part of that get out the vote, not all of it, but part of it was going to these nursing homes. Well, and it was also just targeting Democrats in general, yeah. right? Well, targeting Republicans, or, yes. Targeting, well, I mean, well, supporting no, Democrats, supporting Democrats, yes. right? Um, this from so Chuck changed the rules. Who would have thought? Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, this from Sandra, just making a point that Griswold's BS regarding Tina Peters, while she and her group were working from home, it, it is BS. Stephen says if Peter Boyle said there's no proof, then there's no proof. He just said so. <laughs> just ask him or wait, and he will tell you. Uh, Peter did denies the where there is smoke, there is fire concept when it doesn't suit him. Well, um, now there's fire where there's fire. Where there's, well, exactly. But, you know, they aren't going to do that. And they're going to just bang on you and say that's conspiracy. And they're going to turn around and say, and by the way, now that makes you an insurrectionist, right? So we're going to ban we this. <clears throat> this is a great opportunity for Republicans. We can't look back. We can't look back. We must look just forward and, and looking back will cost us this election, you know, and we can't look that they stole the last one. That's no good. As a good Republican, we must look. Well, you forward. know, here's what I don't get. I don't get. All right. I can understand why if you're a Republican establishment person, maybe you want to use a less loaded word than stole. I can, I can, I don't agree with it, but I can understand it. But I don't understand why you would not still take the step and say, but here are the facts, because they are facts at this point about what happened. Here's what we know. Here's what the Zuckerberg money did. Here's what, you know, the, they did at nursing homes, whatever, right? And, you know, forget Sydney Powell and the crack and don't go there if you don't want to go there. But there are specific things you can point to. In Wisconsin, the sheriff investigation found that there were they were illegally getting going into nursing homes and having people oh, fill out really, no elections well and, 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 you know and i mean i don't understand why because the they're, it, Republic- because they're really but I not they're republicans lose. No. they're not really republicans all they're looking for is their own little power like the democrats right and truth be damned all right oh this from sandra how's the lawsuit going filed Sandra, raising money, and it was filed. The loss of challenging. We'll do a whole show on it coming up pretty soon. Right, right. It was filed last week, put out a press release, actually got some pretty... Um, well, here's a funny thing. Anymore. Mediocre bad press, right, which yeah. is as about as good as it gets. <laughs> That's right. Chuck and I, we were talking, it was in Westport, it was in the Denver Post. And I said, yeah, I, politics. Said, I said, you know, that was actually, you know, that was pretty good. And then I stopped and I said, no, actually, it was horribly biased and completely unfair. Called you a firebrand. Well, that's thank you. John, John Eastman, too. But anymore, it's like if it doesn't totally trash you and presents at least some element of the yeah, facts, right, you consider you it you consider it good Great, and it's yeah, fair. Yeah, good and fair yeah. <laughs> um, oh, this from Leo. Four more emails from the Colorado GOP since Friday, all wanting money, none telling me why I want to support them. Well, <laughs> come on, Leo, if you don't know why you need to support them, I don't know what's going on with you. Um, but anyway, that's my thing though, on the Republicans. It, it's same thing. I don't totally understand why you have people like Lindsey Graham saying we should assassinate Putin. Some, I mean, do they not get, I mean, who are they? Is that just the military industrial complex that he's fueling there? I mean, what, what's his, you know, what's in it for him for saying that? He wants that? to sound tough and mean and, you know, going out there and, and, uh, being on top of it. And, you know, he is part of the war hawk when he was John McCain, they go to oh, the Ukraine right. and we're always hoping that they'd, they'd invade Russia themselves or do something. Uh, who who knows where, where the money 
has gotten through Lindsey Graham through, you know, maybe there's a Lindsey Graham Institute somewhere uh, that the oligarchs can find. Well, and it seems to me sort of the epitome of the, the, the evilness of like old rich men sitting at home in safety, sending young men out and young I women out. To, well, yeah, but to, I mean, to lose their <laughs> lives, sending right? out the old men. And, I mean, it's like, you know, the old evil guys. I mean, to me, there's, you know, I mean, put Lindsey Graham out there, right? Say, so, right, you're going to go in with whatever the special forces he team is. He served our country in the JAG Corps. Right. Oh, whatever force is going to assassinate Putin, you're going in with them, okay? You're going to helicopter our parachute down there. I mean, I bet he changes tune then, right? It's no. it's very easy to send other people to do bad, dangerous things, right? Well, but but then you should keep your mouth shut, I guess, if you're not willing to do it. Well, he's not willing to do that. <laughs> no. Uh, no, he's not. So thank God, hopefully the Biden administration... As we kind of wrap up, that is my big concern, though, because the Biden administration does not seem to be long on logic or principle. Um, and as, whenever as media- you whatever you watch Biden do, whenever, whenever, just always remember the eternal truth is spoken <laughs> by Obama. Never underestimate the ability of Biden to F things up. I mean, it's really true. And so if, if he can F up uh this Ukraine deal more than he has, and we got him to invade. So that was a positive thing in his mind. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we can have a thermonuclear holocaust. It's our best chance. <laughs> it's our best chance and, and, to distract from gasoline prices. Right. Well, I mean, if the world's destroyed, right? You don't really well, need yeah, a car. Then, then who cares who counts the votes? <laughs> if there aren't any groceries available, then who cares what the prices are? <laughs> so, hey guys, that's going to do it for us. Thank you to everybody on Zoom. Thank you to Thomas and the great guys at BBS Radio. Remember, you can get all the shows um, on podcasts at chuckandjulie.com uh, the video on rumble um go ahead and um subscribe to us so you can so you can they just send you a link when we it's kind of like dan by june you don't have to pay just it, you subscribe and they'll let you know when we've got new shows up um uh, you know wednesday who knows we have, we're still working on wednesday let's just remember let's go brandon there we go guys we'll see you wednesday have a Bye-bye, great see great rest of your week <laughs>